Hello, wrestling fans. My name is Joe Murata from Our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast. You can follow us on Twitter if you don't yet, at OVP Podcast. That's where you get all those wrestling clips every single day. But today here on Friday the 13th, November 13th, I'm here to present to you the Mount Rushmore and Death Valley of Slick Protégés. Now, the Mount Rushmore and Death Valley series was a segment we did for a very long time on our main show, and we also did about a dozen or so extra versions in 2018. And today we are here to present you with the one, the only, Doctor of Style. Now, Quinn and I rank the four best and the four worst wrestlers managed by Slick. But I do want to say, as this was two years ago, it was November of 2018, our opinions about wrestling have obviously matured and blossomed and grown <laughs> these last two years. So we may not hold these exact same thoughts to this day here in November of 2020. Nevertheless, we just wanted to get your weekend started right with a little lighthearted fun, the OVP way, and we're going to be talking about all these guys that Slicked managed. We hope you enjoy this. Just also want to mention, if this is the first time you're ever hearing me, I don't blame you. I mean, I'm not famous or anything, but we do have a regular show. Scroll down on a podcast feed. OVP 200 came out this past Monday the 9th, and next week is OVP 200 Part 2, which is going to feature a very special review that's coming out Monday the 16th. Other than that, have fun with the Doctor of Style here as we romp you through the best and worst of Slick Protégés. I'll be back at the end to wrap things up. Hello, wrestling fans and patrons, and finally, welcome to another OVP Mount Rushmore and Death Valley Extra here for Friday, November 30th, 2018. Well, we're finally back. It's we're, been a bit. We're back. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're here. And uh, we're here to do a, a request, and this one is from Andrew LaSalle. It's time for the four best and the four worst of something. And it's been a while, Michael. Yeah. Uh, and I'm excited about this one. We've been putting it off a little bit. We yeah. had a few other things to deal with. But Quinn... And you patrons at home. And oh, by the way, let's welcome our newest patron, Fran O'Connor, as of last night, as of recording Fran. Thank you, Fran. Fran Drescher. And uh, Quinn, this is the Mount Rushmore and Death Valley Extra of... Slick Protégés. Slick Protégés. Now, one thing that I have to say about Slick is he had probably the best music maybe ever. <laughs> you bet your sweet ass he did. <laughs> I think he had the best theme of the eight, like one of the best. This and like Demolition. Yeah, like Demolitions is good. Jake the Snake maybe. But the Jax was good. Jax those kind of like, to me, those are like some of the best 80s songs. Uh, oh, they're awesome. Now, just for the record, this song was not written. Jim Johnston had nothing to do with this. This is actually <laughs> Thank by God. Because it's uh... not the same thing as everything else. <laughs> You know it's See, you, true. You're catching on yeah. to that now. I know. He's overrated, if Jim Johnson. You can actually tell the difference when Jimmy Hart or, <laughs> yeah. or Jack Johnson, Jim Johnson, whatever he wants to call yeah, himself. Yeah, Jack Johnson might be better, actually. Yeah. But anyway, so the Dr. Style Slick and his protégés, uh, I want to talk about him before we get into this. And thank you again, Andrew LaSalle, for your uh, suggestion there that we're finally getting to. Let uh, me guess. You want to talk about him because of the way he came in and it's like all these business dealings? Yeah. First of all, <laughs> Ken Johnson, the Dr. Style Slick, he debuted in WWF in 86. Right. And what Which he is did, early. It like, is early, doesn't right? Doesn't that seem like too early for Slick? It does. And you finally got to see what I was talking about all these years, a few weeks back when we did that Superstars. Right. That he was brought in to co-manage <laughs> everyone that Fred Blassie was managing at the time. I read somewhere recently that he had a half interest. Was the, the official 
um, like explanation. The or official something. verbiage. Yeah. <laughs> Is that yeah? Whatever had, that means. He had a fifty percent interest in uh, Blassie's losers, right? Yeah. They didn't say fifty percent though. That's what's Just funny. Half. It like notably says on his Wikipedia half interest, not fifty percent. <laughs> you mean Slickopedia? Yeah. Thank you. Yes, yeah, Slickopedia. Thank you very much. And so. He carved out a memorable, if unspectacular, career in the WWF as a manager. I mean, he wasn't, he clearly wasn't an A or even B manager. It's weird because you would think he inherits like classy Freddie Blassie's people, right? Right. So wouldn't that entitle him to like, Blassie was like supposed to be like A tier, right? I yeah, mean, but, like, like, was the, he? The, like, the things, the people that Blassie had left were not <laughs> no. exactly like it's clear he was like getting ready to retire. Oh, yeah. Like, he was like, these are the losers left. Right. Like, these are like his like 401k people, you know, like the people that, you know, you don't really think about really. Right. You just, right. put, you just stick them egg. in your pocket and then you just like, oh, okay, they're here. Now I can retire, sell that half interest or whatever the fuck. You're right, though. You know, speaking of half interest, you know, Blasi seemed half interested, but it's funny. You said 86 seems early for Slick. It does. It also seems really late for Fred Blassie to still be there. Yeah. What the hell is he now, still doing there? I don't know the exact time period. Is it something stupid like it's like January 1986 no. or is He's, it later? It's like till the fall. What? The fall of 86. He's still like they're still wheeling him to like yes. arenas around the country. Yes. 80, by 86, they're touring pretty hard. It's not like Allentown every week anymore. It's not. I bet he he did, probably didn't go to all the house shows anymore. Probably just like, TV. I feel bad a little bit for Blassie because here's the thing. In his day, he was probably a pretty effective manager, and it's a reason he was like the A manager. Oh, yeah, like it, the 60s, 70s. Yeah, it's yeah. just like a shame that like right when the wrestling boom began, he was literally like, aging out like yeah. just on the cusp too like not yeah. even like it was like he just crossed the red line like right when the boom started where his like body couldn't do it anymore yeah. and albano left right around the same time in 86 Which i always thought was weird because you would think albano he know, wasn't that old he wasn't that old like in his 50s i don't know like did he just think well i saved the company by discovering all oh, these big these big people i don't again. need to be here anymore yeah maybe vince will pay me forever I'll for doing mario nothing. yeah <laughs> Like, he thought he had a big career, I suppose, in acting. He had a good career. I mean, Mario was a big... That's actually, I like, that at show. the time, yeah. that was like, holy shit, he's associated with Nintendo. No, They're, like, the deal. biggest thing in the world right now. It was. So this was... Slick was one of the newer crops of managers that had started in 85, 86. Bobby Heenan came in in late 84. Mr. Fuji became a manager in 85. Right. When he so retired. That's another weird thing to think that Fuji was only, like, a recent addition as well. Yep. Because... By the time he was a manager, it seemed like he always was a manager. That's what right? I've always said. Right? But, like, we're watching these 82s, which is not that, like, far away right. from this. He wrestles until 85. It's weird. Yeah, like, normal. Like, yeah, he was still I a mean, wrestler. he was a tag champ in 82. <laughs> I know, it's weird. Yeah. And the other guy that came in in 85 was Jimmy Hart. So that's your three managers, and then you add Slick. So now we have four. Now, Slick... Oh, man, I love him. Now, is he a... What have we settled on, Quinn? Is he a Coke dealer or a pimp? So... Or both? Maybe it's like both. See, the pro the reason why we have to assume these things, there's a couple of reasons. Like, first of all, the Jive Soul Bro video gave us some insights into, like, this is where Slick's from, right? Yeah. Like, he lives on the streets or something. And he likes chicken. And he likes girls. Yes, like and he, he likes women. Yeah, and, you know, he whistles. But they don't like him. <laughs> You know, all sorts of stuff, right? So he's some kind of street merchant of some kind, dealer. Selling his wares. <laughs> but we don't know, like, are these illegal wares, like prostitution, 
or cocaine. something. Cocaine. Right. Both, both. Or are they legitimate means? The Was he selling hand-woven baskets, Michael? The reason why we assume they aren't legitimate means is because he literally has a pimp cane. Like and He's a heel, too. Right. Right? Yeah. And Grill Monsoon doesn't trust him. He always says he wouldn't buy a used car from right. him. So there, there's... There's all these like inferences that whatever he did before he came to the World Wrestling Federation right. was not legitimate. And his name is Slick. Right. I mean, that's not exactly a name on the up yeah. and up. But this guy was, uh, in my opinion, I don't, I don't even want to say if he's underrated. I think he's just really good. I for really what like he did. him, actually. I, I really do, well, too. Because I like that he dived into the character. Like he did. I mean, I don't know what Ken Johnson did before WWF. Not at all. much. He did. He was like, in wrestling already, but it wasn't a lot. You know, yeah, he wasn't the slick character at all. I think he might have been the slick character. I don't know. Whatever this guy, he was good. Like he knew his he shit. Like yeah, you could tell. Like there was wrestling instinct there, and he was he was just a natural at it. And Great promos too. He was fun promo. Well, it was interesting. I I actually like even though it's not remembered greatly, yeah. I do somewhat appreciate the fact that he was able to switch his character to a face, like, as yes. the Reverend, like, as, like, a completely different thing. Like, it was. Like, literally the polar opposite of the Slickster. And he was based on the fact that he really was a Reverend, still is a Reverend. Yeah, he still is. Yep. So I like I, that about And sometimes him. he even comes, he shows up on, like, you know, 2018 WWE. Up, yeah. Like, he'll just pop up out of nowhere. It's like, hi, Slick. Yeah. Hi, like, slick. but he's still the Reverend. <laughs> yeah, Like, Reverend he never slick. goes back to the regular Slick. Nope, he's still Reverend Slick. Yeah. So, Quinn, in the storied career of the Slickster, yeah. uh, I'm going to give you the first crack at this one. Okay. And we're going to just do, I guess, because he managed a bunch of tag teams, but we'll consider everyone an individual in this case. Sure. Okay. Who's the best person, in your opinion, that Slick managed? Well, in my opinion, it would have to be the big boss man. Um, I was thinking that too. Like, because now I know he managed boss man before he was like the big face turned and he was this great thing yeah. or whatever. He managed the initial heel boss man starting in the spring, summer of 88. Right. However, um, they, he was in a tag team. We all know the, the, uh, against the mega powers, the, the skyscrapers, whatever they were. What, yeah. The sky, no, what, the, the, the twin towers, twin towers. Yeah. You know, we're not allowed to say that on the air. Well, but, we're allowed to. It's Patreon. Okay. Well, anyway, they were in the Twin Towers, and obviously the team as a whole was better. But I always felt like the big boss man is definitely like the leader, right? Akeem's like oh, a hell big, yeah. Akeem's like a big doof. He's the comic relief. Right. He's the uh, Lou Costello, if you will, of that team. Yes. And, and because of that fact... Like he has to be the number one, right? Because I if this so. is, if this team is Slickster's biggest thing ever, yeah, then the captain of the biggest thing ever would have to be the best person he managed by default. Yeah, you know what? That's that's tough to disagree with, Quinn. When Bossman came in, let's remind everyone that he wasn't immediately paired with Akeem. He had like six months before they became a tag team, right? But Slick was his manager, I think, just about the entire Didn't time. He, like squish Coco Beware at, at like SummerSlam, SummerSlam yeah, or something. He, he like, certainly did. Uh, yeah, Bossman too. You know, when we talk about the pairing. With when we do the manager mm -hmm. ones, we usually mention the pairing. It was such a juxtaposition if you think about it, and I don't think I need to explicitly say why, <laughs> but you have a southern, white, fat, ex-prison guard yeah. teaming with corrupt. Slick. But he's, yeah. but he's supposed to be corrupt, he's right? He's corrupt. So that's why, is that why they're supposed it's to be like... such a good pairing. Right, because like you wouldn't think of the big boss man, but if he's a corrupt prison Correct. guard, yes. then... Maybe, you know, knowing the Slick's shady background, as Grandma right. soon always alludes to. 
Right. Like maybe yeah. he's somebody that a Slickster knew or something. Could have known someone that yeah. knew something or yeah. something like that. Not only that, it's always fun to see the big boss man come down the aisle to Jive Soul, bro. Right. It's so yeah. out of character for yeah, him. It's great. <laughs> I I was always saddened that he like I know a lot of people like his music, but I, honestly, the Slickster's music is infinitely better than any option you could possibly have. It really is. Jive Soul Bro is literally one of my favorite theme songs of all time. In fact, remember when there was like this big like problem because it kept getting edited out in the earlier days yeah. of like the WWF DVDs and everything right, like that. It was annoying. But now they own it, right? Because Now I, they I, have it. Yeah, because I hear it in stuff. But I remember about 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, it was edited out of stuff during that whole music era where they didn't have, like, Demolitions theme. Yeah, oh my god. You know what always pissed me off? That they still don't have DDP's theme. That like, is aggravating. all those WCW things, even yeah. though it's like, it's isn't a, it like not it's a public domain it's, ripoff of yeah, Nirvana. Yeah, so like, why can't they put this shit? I don't know. Like, can, do they not have Lex Luger's music either for some reason? Because that's very do. public domain. I'm pretty sure they they have that. So anyway, uh, Jive Soul Bro notwithstanding, let's go back to the big bosom man here. Yeah, I mean, I think the only one to really counter him with is Akeem. Now, are we counting Akeem and One Man Gang as the same person, or are they two different? No, they're oh. two. They're two different. Because, well, I'm okay with oh, that. Wait, no, um, are you are you referring to the one man gang though as different or Akeem? I'm just saying, are we are we considering one man gang managed by Slick mm. and Akeem as managed by Slick the same thing? Because so, technically, it's two different eras for George Gray, the one man gang's right. character. So here's how I feel about it. Actually, I want to hear. It. Why don't we make them separate? Because they were very different. Right, like, they were, and even though they were blatantly acknowledged on screen to be the same person, you know, yeah. when he took him to the ghetto of deepest, darkest Africa, and yeah, which is weird because, like, why does that turn him into a king? Even though, isn't he like, isn't the one man gang kind of like seedy as it is? Like he's he's like he's a another biker shady one person, yes, like, from uh, Chicago. I right, think he was supposed yeah. to be from. Is it because he was like a fish out of water because he's from Chicago and now he's in Detroit? <laughs> I, I don't know I, like, exactly don't, what it is. Yeah. Uh, and the whole thing is pretty racist, the Akeem gimmick, but it's right. so memorable and lovable. It's so Because it wasn't done maliciously, I don't think. I'm not I, sure. I, I, I never, let me put it this way. I never took it maliciously. Then again, I'm, you know, I'm not of. You know what? You know what softens it to <laughs> yeah, me? What? Maybe it's just because Mean Gene's involved in it and it just makes it seem more like goofy than malicious. Yeah, Mean Gene immediately craps on it. He's like, what are you talking about yeah, here? exactly. Like, that's the part that makes it like, eh. Okay. They're not taking it too seriously. Yeah. So we're gonna but we're gonna consider them different. Yeah, so let's do it. So it's conceivable, I'm not saying it'll happen, but it's conceivable that Akeem could make the rush more and Gang could make the Death Valley. Yeah, but I'm not sure that will happen. No, I know, I know. I because I, I just I think one man gang is far and away better. I mean, he got closer to the title. Like, he did. Like, let's be fair. He did get to wrestle Randy. Well, he met wrestled Hogan when he came in in '87. Yeah. He wrestled Hogan, and not only that, then he messed up in the tournament at, at four. Yeah, which is a very like note. We talked about it on some other thing recently. Yeah. I don't remember what. Well, you'll find out in a few days. Oh, really? It's, yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, huh? and not only that though. Um, One Man Gang actually had the big uh, title match against Savage on Savage's first Saturday Night's Main Event defense in April of 88. Gotcha. Much better match, by the way, than mm -hmm. WrestleMania 4. So well, Slick guided them to that match, you that's know? That's true. What so, would you say about Butch Reed as a as a guy that um, <laughs> is one of the top upper guys that Slick managed? You know the problem with Butch Reed in, in the WWF, anyway? I don't know what his deal was elsewhere. I know he was probably better. Hacksaw. Butch ha Reed. As Hacksaw in Mid-South, yeah. I mean, I don't know about Doom, but... Right. <laughs> 
he seems so underwhelming in WWF, hmm. don't you think? Like WrestleMania three, Butcher WrestleMania four is a big loser, <laughs> right? But if I recall, didn't he get like a title shot at some Saturday Night's main event or something? Butchery like, did not. It, no, like, no, no, no. Is it on some house show? I know I've seen a championship match where Butchery fought Hulk Hogan. I oh, know, Hogan. Yeah, Hogan. Must have been eighty seven. Yeah, I know I've seen this before. Like, it probably it could have been I, in Boston it, or something yeah, like that, or, like somewhere where I don't think it was MSG. Maybe it was just maybe when they gave him the the main event push. It was like during the times when it wasn't a pay per view season, like, right, one, like one of the in betweens, May of eighty seven, for Some example, shit like that. <laughs> I swear, Butch Reed has fought Hulk Hogan. It, I've seen it before. Yeah, I just can't imagine it being MSG. Right? The, the, it probably it sounds yeah, more like Boston or Philly. Maybe it's even. I'm not sure, but the point is, is that they were confident enough to headline one of the big house shows. Yeah. With Butch Reed, and that's something. But back then, that's something. Oh, definitely. No, that that yeah. was a big deal. But I don't know if he even holds up to the Ganger or the Akimer. I oh, th- no. I think we just call it what it is, though, Quinn, and put Bossman in first and get that sure. out of the way. Because there's no one's taking him out of the yeah, top I mean, spot. Yeah, I mean, all these people don't even touch him, so. He's really good, the big boss man. Right. And he was with Slick for, like, a year and a half. But memorably with Slick, the Twin Towers are freaking awesome yeah. for what they are They're, they are great i mean there's really nothing more i can say other than like big boss man is the the best part of the best thing that slick ever did so put him in i think that's criteria enough for number one the big bosom man that'll never get old yep, by the way never all right so the bosom man is in ray trailer so yep. for number two, uh, we have Akeem. We have one man gang. Yeah, <laughs> we have. I'm bu- leaning gang on that one. And we have Butch Reed, but I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, Who- well, okay. So here's a weird one. Yeah, go ahead. Because if I recall, this guy was managed by Slick two times. Oh, Hercules. Hercules. Uh, yes, he was managed now, by Slick twice. Now, right, the, f- the good one when the first one <laughs> when he had the puppy hair or whatever. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken. That's one of the guys that he got from Blassie. Right. Was Hercules. Like, very early Hercules Hernandez is, was is with Blassie, Slick I think. managing Hercules at WrestleMania 2? I don't recall. No, Slick wasn't there yet. Oh, okay. And by WrestleMania 3, Bobby had gotten right. Hercules. Right, okay, so Bobby we, did, got we didn't get him. to see that on paper. No, but he did get him, if I'm not mistaken, I think he got him with Blassie. Right, he did. I know that it's for brief. a fact. So like, but it was, Hercules was like a thing when he got him. He wasn't garbage yet. Hercules wasn't garbage, honestly, until like after WrestleMania three. That's right. like his last hurrah. I feel right. like is exactly. that eighty seven period. I felt his run in eighty six and eighty seven was actually pretty good. He's like one of the. It's before he just started punching and got lazy. Remember how he just punch, punch, punch. Basically, when he turned face, right? Yeah, he got like really dump. Like yeah. eighty nine Hercules is awful. Heel Hercules in like Power and Glory is like. You know what's funny about him is I, the more I see him now, the more I'm it's like, not that bad, right? it's not that bad because he's like, he's kind of goofy. Like he's not, he's more like a veteran and he's like more character. He doesn't give a shit anymore. He's kind of just finessing it rather than like just using his like, you know, abilities, like raw abilities. Or lack thereof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like he, he's clearly lost it in the physique department. Oh yeah. Well, cause the steroids, he had now, to go off the gas. He's more, it's, he's instead of like a uh, muscle man character, he's like a, Whoa! Like a Chris Farley. He's like a goof. He yeah. like, he's always getting like knocked over goofily. Greasy hair and mustache. Yeah, exactly. Like, it is kind of comedic if you look right. at it. Right. So I would say under Slick's tutelage, he got like the best versions of Hercules. 
Like, so we're basically cutting out 89 and 90 right, Hercules. exactly. Which, if you cut out most of Hercules' career, <laughs> Slick got the best Hercules. I do like 86 Hercules Hernandez. I really yeah, do. Like, I do. I, I do don't too. mind him at all. Yeah. He was more motivated back then. He probably figured, hey, I have a future in this company. Right, right. He didn't have a future, but, you know, he thought he did. Now, here's another thing that um, might be considered in the good department, might be considered in the bad department, so I'm just going to bring it up now. You are. Go, go for it. Go for it. What about... Um, Sheik and Volkov. Well, Slicker had them on the kind of the second half of their teamage because yeah. when did they start teaming? Probably like early 85. I mean, they were the tag champs in 85. Already at WrestleMania. Wait, wasn't, did, no, that was 85. Slick wasn't with them, but I remember seeing Slick with them. When he was they were, there. Was he with them when they were tag champs still? Or did they uh, lose no, it to the they USA lost before that? The, you, you can never forget, you know, or I can never forget when they lost them to, um, the British Bulldogs. No, that was a dream no, team. Sorry, no, to the yeah. USA. Yeah, you in, lost them back to in USA the summer Express, of '85. Yeah. yeah, sorry, because uh, they had won them at WrestleMania, right? Right. Streak and Volkov. They lost them. I think it was July. Remember when they smoked that crunk and or whatever? They, that was like two years later, and that but, wasn't even with Volkov. I don't it think it was with Duggan. <laughs> Sheik and Duggan. Yeah, but Slick. No, Slick didn't get his hands on them until late '86. Uh, again, from Blassie, right. the co-op there from Blassie, and then he re- he manages them at WrestleMania three. Is probably what you're thinking. Oh, of. right, right, right. Who do they fight? The bees? Yeah, and or like, the Rougeos? And like it's all dark out at that point. It's remember? like really dumpy that match because like no the, one cares. Is that the point where Tito comes back and rips Slick's clothes off in yes. that match? Yeah, I think that's, that's literally when that is. Pretty hilarious. That that, that whole thing is funny. Well, right? because Slick's outfit is particularly like even for Slick, it's weird. Like, he's got the bowler hat on. Like, it's almost like a, like, 1910 suit or something. <laughs> Remember how it looks? I do, yeah. Like, it almost looks like that part where Slick's clothes are getting ripped off because of the particular clothes he's wearing. Look like it should be in, like, black and white or something. Yes, it's very like, vaudeville Yes, right? It like, is. Like, there's something about his outfit. And doesn't Jesse comment how dapper he is, or is that six? Um, it's anytime. Yeah. I think. Look how dapper he is. It might. It's either three or four. Yeah. When Jesse says that, I just that. remember like how goofy his pants get taken up from like when Tito rips. Yes, he rips. like jerks his pants. He gets right? like yeah, a, a mondo wedgie. Mondo. Like, yeah, like crazy ass wedgie from Tito Santana. Mondo clean. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. Sheik and Volkov under Slick were not. No, I'm they not. Were, like, they were shitty. I, well, here's the thing with the Slickster. It's, there's not much to choose from. Like, yeah, that's true. Rick, I mean, if we're Rick gonna, Martell. Let's save that for later. Oh, uh, you think that's in the bad department? Yeah, I don't think that was good for any of them. What? How would that be good? I thought it was okay. I don't think Ricky Myrtle became good until after he d- ditched the Slickster and had the perm. Eh, eh maybe. I, that's what I always thought. I don't know, but he was so fiery and he hated Tito so much. That's he, when he cut the good promo, remember? Where, at SummerSlam. At SummerSlam. You're, you're a loser, Tito Santana. It's like the, isn't it the follow-up to the WrestleMania Five promo? It, yeah, it's like the version two at <laughs> yeah. SummerSlam. When they like, does, they, don't they win in yes. some weird thing with the Rockers or something? It's a great six-man, yeah. Yeah, and at the really end, like, like, he's all fired up and like slicks all jolly <laughs> in the background. Like Everyone's very happy. You're a loser! Yeah. Well, yeah, but that does not make a good pairing right hey, there. I there, thought it was an off-key pairing. My point is, is that there's not much to choose from. With yeah, this that's slick. true. So, so should Akeem be number two or one-man gang be one number man two? One-man gang without question. You really think... All right, let's hear why one more time here. He's just more of a main eventer at that point. Like, he's closer to that's it. That's true. Like, I mean, there's it, really nothing else to say. It's like, Akeem is this big oaf. He like, is an oaf. He's part of a tag team that does make a main event. Like, but, I mean... What main event? Ca- um, of that Saturday Night's main event. 
Yeah, I guess technically, yeah. That's they're the part one of the whole Randy and all that shit. That's the one main event thing they ever had, yeah. though, right? The show's literally has main event in the title, <laughs> and they're in the main event. Other than that, though, especially without Bossman, Akeem was like hopeless. Yeah, oh, you in bet 90, your ass he was. Yeah. Oh, post, post, Bossman, post breakup. Oh my god, like that match at six is poor. <laughs> yeah. Like, what a poor showing. Like, and the weird thing is like. From my understanding, because I've seen some superstars afterwards, like Akeem's still around, but you wouldn't really know he's there. it. Yeah, right. Like, he's, he's there until so, like October. He's so useless after he loses to Boss Man. So which proves the superiority of One Man Gang, you're saying? Right. At least all of One Man Gang was somewhat of, of usefulness to the Slickster. Now, what do you think's a better gimmick? I'm not saying more fun or memorable, hmm. but better? Better. Gang I mean, or Akeem? First of all, I think both of them are poor just because the guy playing Akeem is just a, a big goof. True. I mean, Akeem probably actually fits the man better just because, like, <laughs> like as one-man gang, he just, like, I don't know. There's something about his, like, body shape and stuff. He doesn't look... He just looks like he would, like, trip or something. I don't know. There's something about him that's silly. So it's the same way that I feel about King Kong Bundy, and where he's not threatening. King Kong Bundy's more grounded so I feel like he'd be he's harder stout, to knock yes, over. He's like, stouter. There's something sort of intimidating about him. Akeem, on the other hand, no way. So at he's all. like a big balloon, essentially, yeah. like a puffy balloon. Yeah, like King Kong Bundy is kind of like he's more. I know this is going to sound weird, but he's more got like an Andre int- type intimidation, where he's just so fucking massive. Yeah, that it's like scary how big King Kong Bundy is. Whereas Akeem. He's kind of like Grimace or something. Like it's just like <laughs> you could just see him okay. if he if he wore purple instead of blue, just right. jumping around with Ronald McDonald. Like that's a weird image, Quinn. <laughs> Not a bad one though. Yeah, somebody draw that on the boards, <laughs> like a picture of yeah, Antwerp. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for number two, then we're gonna go with one man gang. This is a this might be a shocker though because I think people were expecting Akeem to beat out Gang in this. Spot. I really think Gang is better. It like if you compare the two. Well, Gang was an upper mid-carder that main evented, yeah. you know, and, and contested for the title. Now, I will say, on certain days, I like Akeem better, but that's just do. because, like, I don't know, he, he I, I get, the one thing I can't take away from him was he, he did fight the Mega Powers. He did, but again, boss man, captain. Yeah, boss man's captain, and also just the fact that, like, since we have to choose from the two. Yeah. Like, All right. It's like he's going to get in anyway. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. Okay, so for number two, then, the one-man Yang. Sure. All righty. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Listen, don't forget the many gods like all over the world. All right, Michael, we got the boss man. We got OMG. Mm-hmm. I am actually going to throw something at you that may surprise you. Sure. Kamala. Why? Because I feel like that's one of his worst. I need to make one, and I never make a positive case for Kamala literally <laughs> ever. Oh, man. Here's the only reason why. Sure. Because it was the only person he managed as Reverend Slick. <sighs> and because of that, we got to see, like, a kinder, gentler Slick as a manager. Uh, okay, this isn't going to work. Yeah. I I had to try. I mean, here's the thing is that I feel he's one of his worst because... He's not good. It, I, I know. Just, I feel like they use the... Re- they misuse the Reverend Slick thing. Like, it was, like, the exact wrong person. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, why couldn't he, like, take someone of like like that was reputable like the thing is it's like you built him up like oh we should be so happy that he like turned face or whatever why did he manage like one of the one of the upper faces like almost like 
Oh, Ooh. see, they'll like, I mean, like, see kids, see when you change your ways, like, you know, you get to manage the good people, or you know what I mean? Who like, would have managed, there's, like, though, some it kind of, made sense? Like an upper mid Carter. Who? I'm trying to think of somebody that would make Tatanka? sense. Tonka? Yeah, like, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah, but that wouldn't have made Rushmore either. <laughs> Tatanka. Yeah, but during Tatanka's, like, big face run, at least that would have been something more high profile than Kamala on Coliseum home video. Bowling. Yeah, bowling. What about the bowling? Don't you love the bowling I mean, segment? it's really good. It's terrible, but it's good. <laughs> yeah, but... it's on Invasion of the Body Slammers, folks, if you're don't interested. You, don't you think for some reason, like, if Slick was still heel, I know this sounds really weird, but just picture it for a second. Yeah. Don't you think it would make some weird sense that instead of Cornette as the extra spokesperson for Yokozuna, it would be the Slickster? Can you imagine that, actually? That, it would actually work. Like, Yokozuna, brothers! Yeah. Like, I think he's like, better at that like his shadiness and fuji's deviousness like Ooh, combined like that's a big force actually yeah, <laughs> yeah cornet was good but yes yeah, like that could have worked if slick was still a heel imagine if, if if like he revealed that the reverend was all a farce like in 93 <laughs> oh, like and like that that like he'd be so hated like, that's some russo style booking yeah. right there all right so boss man one man gang then i'm just gonna have to throw this out there then it might have to be butch reed Butch Reed, or did we put Hercules in or not? No. What about Should Hercules? We? He he managed the two like somewhat okay versions of him. I always the part the Hercules I hate is the face one that just punches all the time. The one that fights Earthquake. Yeah, the he's, one, he stinks. The one that fights Haku or SMEA right. and he five. never like really gets a good win. The powder blue tights. No, yeah. he never gets a good win. Right. He's always just like, uh, so close, Hercules, you suck. You know what I mean? Like But you're saying that at least power and glory, Hercules, for example. It's fun. Like at the very least. It's Hercules in context of nineteen ninety one, nineteen ninety. It makes a lot more sense. It's something better to do with Hercules. I must say. Well, I gotta admit this, and and I know you don't like Paul Roma, I'm not a giant fan of him, but power and glory yeah. really didn't start off as that bad an idea. No, it isn't. It's just It that really wasn't that bad, Quinn. It's, it, honestly, I, I know this is going to sound really weird, but I really think, like, Paul Roma just, he sucks. Like I, he He's just, not that good. He It's just like he brings down everything. That's a good way to put it. He's he's a competent wrestler. Right. He's got a good look, but he, no charisma. Right. It's just, you look at him and you're just like, yeah, really, dude, you're the guy that, like, should lose in the opening match. Like, that's, like, yeah. what I think of when I think of Paul Roma. It's like some guy opening a house show, like, hi! And then, yeah, like, some some really did. tall heel, like, beats the shit out of him for some Mighty reason. Joe Thunder. Yeah. Uh, like, literally, Mighty Joe Thunder could come back and beat the fuck out of Paul <laughs> Roma. Like, that's, like, how I, I feel about it. And I think being associated with Jimmy Powers for so long didn't do him any favors. Yeah, he because was like, they're the same thing. He was, like, damaged goods by the time he got to Power and Glory. He was bringing Hercules down, of all people. I think, yeah. <laughs> but I think the overall gimmick and push, the initial thing in 90 where they beat the Rockers, you know. Yeah, that stuff was it's good. Fun, they had but a good finisher, the power you know what sucked what? is that like I think they could have had a good feud with the Rockers, but they Sean literally got hurt. Literally got but, hurt, yes. Like his actual knee was fucked. Yeah, it wasn't he like, didn't lose anything like his smile or his no, hair or like, anything. They literally he literally had to like take time off. An actual knee injury, yes. Wait, like hold a real on a one. Second. A real knee I injury. I think I just stumbled on something. What'd you stumble onto? That knee injury that he had in ninety, right? He didn't really take that much time to recover from it, no. Like, he was back by, like... Six weeks, maybe? Eight weeks? Do you think that that's the knee injury that, no. like... Are you sure about no, that? No, I'm like, not that sure. that he never really recovered from that, and maybe that's the one he was, like, talking about? 
maybe we finally found the defense. I want to find out if it's even the same damn knee before <laughs> be we go further. That would be very interesting. Folks, if you're listening to this, you patrons out there, get your investigative just, hats on and find out for us. I just put that together. I was like, yeah. because I always thought it was random that Chun had a knee injury in 97 or 6 or whatever. 97. 97. Yeah. But then I, I'm coming to think, like, he only took six, six weeks off for a knee injury. That can't be a good idea. Like, that would eventually come back to haunt you, no? I don't know, Quinn, yeah. but that's a good one. That's yeah. a little assignment there for the OVP patrons out yeah. there is uh, find out if it's the same knee. That would be interesting to know because maybe yeah. that would like put some legitimacy to like yeah. that for once. And find out if uh, how long he actually took off. I- I'm saying six weeks. It might have been more, but I it remember wasn't long. it was not that long because he's literally like back at Survivor Series or something, and it's like he's been back. Like it's not even like he yeah. just came back. He's yeah, been back. So you're like. Oh God! Like how much? How long did he really take off? That's probably not good for your knee. You know who subbed for him on the house show circuit with Janetti? Shane Douglas, who was in the company. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to Herc. Yeah, uh, I'm okay putting him in as a number three if you yeah, want to. Yeah, let's do it. Because remember, we're talking about like the good versions, the early puffy hair with and, a brown strappy and like outfit. The, the like whoa, I'm with Paul Roma now. I'm a big goof. The greasy version, mechanic, like, yeah. like comic foil yeah. version. Yeah, okay, fuck it. I can live with that, right? I'm it's it's our whose vantage point? Ours? It's our vantage point. Okay, so for number three, Jerkules. Jerkules. Now that statement's very true for her. It is really what strength, but there's a lot of wrestlers like him. Yes. I always like these Rushmore and Death Valleys because we can be a little loose. Like, I mean, normally I probably wouldn't put Hercules on something like this, but you know what? It's fun. Who else is there? Either. Yeah, there is. I mean, I think it's legitimate too. But didn't we do? Did we do Fuji proteges? We did, right? Or did we not? I think this is literally the last proteges we could possibly do. Did we do Fuji? I think so. We I did, I'd have to look. But. I think we did. We definitely did Harvey Whippleman, and that was another one where it was kind of like this, where <laughs> yeah. it was like, the, you're going to Well, get this is a little better. To, this is a little minutely. better to work with. So does Akeem count now still? No, or, I actually, we, I think Reed might top him. Because I think Akeem, he's just the lesser half. Like, in all cases, like, even with Hercules, like, he was the better half of the tech. Yeah, like, look, I like the wrestler, but... The other thing is, I think Akeem, it's okay. He made it already, technically. The guy did, yeah. Yeah, the guy did. It's not, like, insulting or anything if we give Butchery the, the nod here. Yeah, and honestly, besides the main event, and then they look good at WrestleMania five. Akeem's a joke. Yeah. Like, the character is a joke. It's a literal joke. Yeah, like, literally. It's, a, it's an actual joke. Butch Reed, on the other hand... Is an accidental joke. But... To be fair, when he yeah. came in, they kind of like acted like he was hot shit. Like, oh, they did. Like, they, no, they well, did. It's they not did. like he was supposed to be like just some nobody. He just looks like one at WrestleMania four because he's like on the way out. I think, yeah, at four he does, but I think he looks cool as shit. Like, I love his whole look. Three. Like, his whole look is awesome. That like vest and like the the hair, the natural yeah, hair the natural. or whatever. Yeah, like I just think he looks awesome. Like, I I, I was always surprised that they didn't do more with him. What do you think of the pairing, Slick with oh, Butch Reed? It makes sense. It's, ac- it's absolutely perfect. It's a guy that can get Slick, you know, some some well, good cash coming well, in, high-profile matches. Is, is for a guy that cares about only his looks, like the nat- he calls himself the natural. He's always like, he's very narcissistic. Yeah. The Slickster, a guy that only cares about dressing up nice. Yep, and his it, money. It, it, it's, it's a great pairing. It makes a lot of sense. 
let's just make sure there's no one else here. So we are... I mean, we vetoed Kamala. Yeah. No Rick Martel, right? I don't think so. Well, let's talk about this pairing again. Maybe, sure. maybe some people listening might not even be that familiar with it because it wasn't long. So Martel turns heel, obviously, at WrestleMania 5. Right, but he like immediately has the Slickster, right? He has Slick, but the only real appearance of that, unless he's at Survivor Series 89 with him, but I don't know. Well, if the he... thing is, you're thinking appearance as in pay-per-views. But yeah, like, that's for, what I mean. For normal viewers, they generally were watching the superstars if, at the time, so they probably yes. saw him like, a ton. But Rick Martel wasn't the model yet no, with Slick, but he right? Was, he was absolutely, like, the heat he had after turning on Tito Santana was like volcanic. It was insane. Remember the booze? Yes, I like, do. It was absurd. Like people couldn't stand his ass before he was. The model was like stretching out. Like they were using the like. You know what I mean? They were trying yeah. to like extend his heat. Do you think that that period between WrestleMania five and WrestleMania six is the best period of Martel ever being a heel? I think. He was at his most optimal probably in 90, I would say, when he's still at the puffy before he went to the slick hair. Before like, the Jake Roberts. Because that was right when the Arrogance commercials came on. Yeah. Like, so it's it's weird because it's a perfect period for him because he's got some runoff from the huge heat from the Santana feud. The never-ending Santana feud. Right. It never really ended. No. So, But he's got a little bit of that left, but he's also got like the excitement of starting this new character that nobody really knows what it should come of it. And he played and he, it. He did play it well. But he also seemed like a blue chip, like a perfect prospect. Like his, he had the look like he was he a good did wrestler. Have a good look, and he is a good wrestler. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and he was pretty charismatic, I thought. Like when I first started. In, in 90. Yeah. yeah. In 89, 90. It, like he seemed like, like he almost seemed on the level with Mr. Perfect to me when he yeah. played in 90. He didn't lose a lot. He would do right. a lot of 20 minute draws and stuff like that right. in 89, 90. It wasn't until they completely embarrassed him against Jake the Snake at WrestleMania 7 that I felt like he went downhill. Yeah. Once, it, honestly, that feud, it, even though it's like very dastardly and heelish of him, he blinded him with the arrogance, it didn't help his career at all. Right. But he was way out of Slick's purview by oh, that yeah. point. Like, hmm. So you think that. Martell and Slick is a good pairing, though? I think it's good. I think you it's really the do? right... Because I don't think Slick takes too much attention off of Martell when he's, like, so hated. Like, it's perfect. It's, like, just, like, this slimy dude, like, by his side. And then it helps associate Rick, uh, Rick Martell with some of the other goobers that are, like, friends with Slick. It's, right. like, it makes him seem more grimy. From from there is some grime. Like the thing is with Rick Martell, you got to remember is he did a dastardly thing, yeah. but he had no history with the other heels. He was always a smiley baby face. They needed to true. add some yeah. dirt onto him, like make him seem like a little illegitimate. That's true. He was always a face there. Eighty two. Yeah, for you know, like ever. Yeah, like years. Like yeah. before the boom. Can M connection strike right. force. All of that. Always a Tony face. Gurria. Oh my like, God, I can't yeah. believe that he was tag champ to Tony Right, Korea. but uh, that's all I'm saying is like they needed, Slick was there to add some grime onto Rick Martell. Like well, that's basically what he did. Well, we need some grime, you call Slick, right? And once, once, like the heat was so huge, like he didn't really need it after a certain point and they just like went their separate ways. Yeah, that was brief. Uh, so is it better than Reed though? See, I don't think so because as even though Reed failed, I think he failed for backstage reasons. He was never really portrayed as shit. I know you say it for, but at I didn't four really, he looks bad. I just didn't think he looked that bad. Well, maybe. 
I, I don't know. His 87 stuff is good. It made me feel like it was part of um, the Macho Man storyline where, like, Slick's guys were, like, trying yeah, to, like... funny gang, yeah. Yeah, like, no, but it, it felt like it just so happened. It's almost like Slickster won, lost the coin, or <laughs> not Slickster, Butch Reed lost the coin toss and had to go first, kind of Right, thing. right, like, right. It was like, everyone was just going to lose to him anyway, so who cares? That's true. So are we going Reed or are we going Myrtle? I'm going to say... Uh, I know people might not like this, but I'm going to say Reed, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, because yeah. I didn't think the Martell pairing was that great, but I wanted I thought to... It, I think it's smart, and I don't think yeah. it's that bad, but right. I just don't... I don't think it's as big as Butch Reed. I think Butch Reed was pegged for bigger things, and it just didn't pan out, because I know he got in, like, fights with Vince or something. I think so. Something like yeah. that. Okay, so let's put him on. For number four, the natural Butch Reed. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt to edit that. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason to. No. <laughs> what strength? But don't forget there are many guys like you all over the world. Yeah, yeah, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yada, yada, yada. Well, to... um, to are we re- recapping for this Who week? Who are we going to recap for? That's a good Who's question the new there. guy, Fran? Fran O'Connor. All right, to recap for Fran O'Connor, the Mount Rushmore, as such, of slick protégés is the big boss man. One man gang... Hercules and Butch Reed. That is four of the best. Quinn, time for one of the worst, and I'm going to give it to you. Sure. Unequivocally, <clears throat> could say that again. Mm-hmm. The Warlord. Huh. He is dump. Really? I thought you were going to see. I really thought Kamala was like one of the worst. Don't, like, don't worry about Kamala. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe you were nominating him for like. I just wanted to see what you thought. I I had him pinned for Death Valley. Well, like, he easily. might make it. We I, can we can talk about that side. Well, All right. do you want to talk about the Warlord and his yes. Domino's Pizza first, or what? Yeah, the Warlord is the B member of the Powers of Pain to begin with, right? Hey, well, hmm, here's the thing: is that Barbarian is the better member? Yes, but I always thought. <laughs> You oh know God. me. You think the warlord's no. the captain? I always thought in oh, my we brain can't do this the anymore. warlord no. was no. the captain. No way. Like, cause, cause barbarian like doesn't talk or anything, but warlord at least they is both- like hi. Like, no, they. T- <laughs> <laughs> hi. Yeah. Uh, they both talk when they're in the powers of pain. They do. They do. It, I thought old- they just grunt a lot, but I thought I heard the warlord talk more than once. Like say, like Master Fuji loves us or something. Yeah, probably, but I've heard barbarian talk anyway. But. You know, Slick didn't manage Powers of Pain, but the point I'm trying to make is that after they break up, after the Powers of Pain broke up... Right, Warlord was shit. Yeah, (laughs) what the story is is that Fuji sold the contracts. He sold, notably, the Barbarian to Bobby Heenan. Yeah, which Bobby made out on this deal. Well, you know what? He spent a lot of money. That's who Gorilla's talking about. Yeah, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, because that was right before that match, right? (laughs) Remember that? I thought he was talking about DiBiase for some reason. he's talking about... In my memory or whatever. Spent a lot of money. (laughs) Spent a lot of money. He's talking about Barbarian. Right. Uh, But who, this should be telling. Bobby Heenan, the A manager, gets Barbarian. Right. Who gets the Warlord Slick? Now, why didn't why didn't um, Fuji keep like one of them or something? Like, because was it wanted, so hard to take on the Orient Express? He for needed some to focus on his countrymen. The, yeah, but they stunk. The American Pat Tanaka. <laughs> they stunk ass. Like well, the first one with, with Sato, Sato or whatever. Sato. What's it? I always forget which one he is. Sato. S- not Saito. That's what? that's now, Fuji's That's the partner. one that's Shinja also, right? Sato is right. Shinja. Yeah, the, the Hakushi manager. Kato is Paul Diamond. But if you're if you're Lord Hayes. His name is Kato, right? Which is could be very it's, confusing. It's so confusing. 
confusing because everyone said everyone's name wrong. Yeah, like pretty much. Other than uh, the, what what's the one that uh, does karate and with the swishy pants? Tanaka. Yeah, Tanaka. Although when Tatanka started, oh. <laughs> Lord Hayes called him Tanaka a few times. Of course he did. Of course he did. Remember when Tanaka was in ECW and he was good? Yes. Yeah. Remember how Pat Tanaka's generally pretty good. Yeah, why like, is if you no really one, think about is it, he still alive or something? Why isn't he training people or something? Because he seems like he knows his shit for I'm, some reason. I'm sure he's alive. Yeah. Let's talk about the Warlord, though. So, Warlord is managed by Slick all throughout 1990. Mm-hmm. All throughout 1991 until Slick stops managing in November of 91. Yeah. So, yeah, this whole fucking two years almost. W-Wand. Of Slick with the with <laughs> the Warlord and his W-Wand. Now, excellent match against Bulldog at WrestleMania 7, notwithstanding. Hey, that's a great match. It is a good match. I, everyone who thinks we're lying, like, go back and literally it's watch great. Warlord versus Bulldog. It's the most, like, it's got to be the most surprising <laughs> yes. match on that card. Like, it's, it's like, stunning how good it is. Like, and it's only, like, eight minutes. It's yeah, not really long. I don't really know long. why it's good like it, it just, just is. is it's like every other every other match with the warlord is utter garbage it's true like, it's horrible yes like <laughs> that bulldog match is good maybe it's like davy boy actually carrying someone for once which is like very rare it is he's got winston with him maybe that yeah. helped winston remember winston winston for the win yeah w for the win yeah now warlord there's cuts, a lot of w in that match warlord cuts a winceful promo at that remember he's like Davy Boy Smith, <laughs> there's no wrestler that can break my fall, Nelson. He he does sound like a doofus. I, feel like I always heard him say something about Alpo or something like against the British. I think when they, milk bone they, underwear. They feuded for a million years. All of '91 like, at like, Royal Albert Hall they, or something. Yes, yeah. and they fight it like fucking Tuesday in Texas. Yeah. Like Harvey Whippleman is managing Whirler by that point. They're still feuding. <laughs> Slick's like I'm done with this shit. I'm like, out of here, brother. This guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Like so he drove him to be a reverend. <laughs> it's like, man, these slick ways are not working. <laughs> yeah, because it's like all he had left was yeah. the warlord. He's like, fuck it. I'm it was done just managing. A, you know, it's like maybe it's like he just it's like the roulette wheel of managing. He just landed on on zero or whatever, landed whatever it is. W. Whatever it is when you like lose everything in roulette. I is, don't it, know. is it zero? I don't know. I don't play roulette. I don't know. There's something you where know if, me? You, if you land on something in roulette, you like automatically lose. Am I a high roller? Do I don't really play you roulette. Think I go either. to AC on the weekends? No, but I'm just saying. I thought there's like a, th- a notable thing <laughs> on the roulette. Joy juice. I think it's zero. <laughs> it probably anyway. is. Anyway, the warler. But I'm sure you want to nominate someone from uh, Uganda. So go ahead. Yeah, I mean Kamala. So this is right after the warlord. I think this is like. First of all, Shitty. Kamala is horrible. Like I know. Well, especially ninety three. Like, whatever Kamala touches turns to shit. Yeah, I mean, look, people on our boards, because remember, I, we brought this up not too long ago. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like him, and I'm not opposed to, like, I'm not against the concept of liking him. No, it's not that. It's I just the, haven't seen anything where he's good. Okay, I'm going to ask you a serious question about Kamala and Slick. Okay, go ahead. Have you ever seen a match where Kamala wrestled yes. and Slick was at ringside? Yeah. When? On like, Raw and stuff like that, 93 and Coliseum. Really? You know what the gimmick I, was? Because all I remember is them bowling. bowling. Like, that's literally all I remember. And I was like, did they even, like, yes. was Kamala hurt or something? Like, no, they, he just Is stinks. that why they did this? He sucked. But here's something. Okay, so now that you've said that, you reminded me of why this is really bad. Okay. The Kamala that you and I know and, and don't particularly like, but, like, we tolerate from the 80s. Yeah. Not a good wrestler, but he's what he is right <laughs> unfortunately for us somehow under the tutelage of slick <laughs> and this is real and i think he fights doink and a bunch of other people where he does this 
Kamala forgets how to pin people. So what he's doing? So just to add on, on to this this pile of shit, it's like another layer of diarrhea or something. Yeah, who was that um funkadactyl that like didn't know how to pin someone? Oh, oh, Cameron. Ca- yes, the one who like where she was, was face down. The girl was face down, and Cameron's covering her, and she's like, "Why are you not counting?" Like she starts yelling at the ref, Counter and he's ref, like, uh, yeah. "She's not." He's what? Right. What are you doing? Like that is Kamala trying to win every match in 1993, and I'm not making that up. Look thing, it up. The thing about that that's really funny is at least Kamala was doing it on purpose. Cameron was literally doing it because <laughs> she didn't know any better. She just fucked up. Yeah. yeah. So that's one thing that really makes this pairing bad. And you're right. It is. It's poor. The bowling and all that. Okay. Yeah. Is it number one? I I can't think of anything worse. Like the, of all well, the people. Well. Who? Boris Zukov. No, yes, but okay, I'm going to say this about Boris Zukov. Oh, God, Boris you're going to defend? We, what have we ever talked about the, Boris Zukov? At the Zukov. point that Boris Zukov is with Slick, <laughs> like, I listen, I, I he'll definitely probably make Death Valley, but Boris not yet, Zukov. because I think, I think definitely Kamala takes the cake over Zukov, because Zukov at least was like, they were treated as something. So what's the like, prevailing reason in your mind that Kamala should be number one? He can't pin people. Okay, he's got a bowl. Like, um, yeah, that's fine. He's like a big baby for some reason. Yeah, why does he become is like... Is it because Undertaker scared him? Or no, it's because they were like maybe. mishandling him. Remember? His handler weren't mishandled they, like, him. whipping him or something stupid? They I don't, just yelled at him for I don't a remember what they were doing. I don't know. He, no, he had that little whippy thing. Well, not, the, not like Kimchi? a full-size whip, like a... I don't know what uh, that thing like is. A, like a hooker whip? It's like a little... An S&M whip? Yeah, it's like that thing. That's sick. Yeah, it was weird. And they were like, don't do that, Kimchi. And then uh, Slick's Slick, like, brothers. Yeah. And then they beat up, yeah. they beat up, Kimchi beat up Slick and Kamala got upset. Right. And then they went bowling. Man, Kimchi beat up somebody? That's crazy. No, was that Brooklyn Brawler, Kimchi? Yeah, must have been. Yeah. For number one, Kamala. Die, die, die. I'm sorry I even mentioned him in Rushmore. Yeah, I just wanted to get early feelers out there. not okay there. So the Warlord Quinn thoughts. Warlord, uh, yeah, I, I would say he's definitely eligible. He stinks. What about uh, Paul Roma? We already said how bad he is. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's worse than the Warlord. Now, look, I know people like the Warlord because the big muscle guy. He stu- he sucks as oh, a wrestler. He, he is stinky. I like, don't know he, how Davy Boy got him to a three and a half star. That's match. amazing to me because yeah, I've never never seen him do anything good ever. Barbarian's good. Yeah. Fantastic. There's a reason that Bobby spent a lot of money. <laughs> right. Like, right. Because I didn't want that shit. I mean, Bar- Imagine if Bobby got Warlord, how bad an investment that would have been. Horrible. Yeah. Bobby, the real Bobby Heenan, probably would have been like, I can't do anything with this guy. <laughs> right. You know, That's honestly. probably what actually happened yeah, in I mean, real life. He's like, I'm not taking him. No, fuck that. But Barbarian, on the other hand, great. Warlord is just bad. And the reason I'm bringing Barbarian up is just to show, like, they're closely associated with each other. They were in a tag team. Can I but- ask a serious question? Another one. Why did they break them up? Because as a tag team, they're not that bad. Probably because they had nothing left to do with them. Hmm. And in, honestly, like if they're going to bring in the Orient Express, which they did, and they were bringing the hearts back to the main event level in 90, they probably needed to make room for the Orient Express. So figure, fuck it, split them off, give them each a new manager, a new look, see I how guess. they do as singles. Yeah. You know, that's that's my gut feeling. Hmm. 
Yeah, it's weird. Well, I, but what more were you going to do with Powers of Pain by 90, though? Really? Nothing. They'd already lost Demolition like a million times in 89. <laughs> like, there's nothing left, you know? I mean, you could have had them hang around and eventually win the tag titles when you, like, needed <laughs> something. Yeah, but then Vince got the LOD shortly after. I'm thinking more like you hang on to them to be, like, a transition so that you, first you can say, like, oh, look, they won the tag title, so they seem more reputable going forward. And second of all, like, like, it gives it to somebody else. I, yeah, but I don't know, Quinn. I think they their their time was up, honestly, by yeah. 1990. Oh, I just think you know what it really is is that like I look at like Fuji, yeah. and I'm like, even like Orient Express is kind of a downgrade from 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 Powers, Powers of Pain. Pain. Yeah. Well, in what regard? I mean, they're well, definitely he went from smaller. Demolition, right? Yeah. And then he went to Powers of Pain, which is a downgrade, right? But then he went to even like dumpier with Orient Express. Like, it's like a gradual shittiness. Yeah, he really did go downhill with his clientele, Fuji, mm -hmm. until Yokozuma, like, saved his managerial career. I mean, he won the world title, finally. His, his Yokozuma. His Yokozuma. So, the Warlord, though? Or are we gonna hold I'll off on him, him? I'll put the Warlord in. He's, I'll put him in now. He, he, he's <laughs> shitty. He is bad. Like, yeah. I'm not making it up. No, he's, no, he's horrible. Who does he fight at SummerSlam 90? Tito Santana. Remember, it's like terrible. Who cares? Exactly. Like, like that's all. The, anything I've ever seen with the world. I've seen too much with the world. He's another guy that was like always on Coliseum video. Like, oh, wasn't God, he on like yeah. match of the month once or some shit? Like, I swear. Yeah, I think against Jim Neidhart like, or something was, like that. Wasn't yes. he notably in that match where, like, Jimmy wanted this match from, like, you know, Westfall, New York or something? <laughs> Westfall. Like, uh, some place. Like, <laughs> Glens you know, Falls. I don't know what it was, but it was, like, some town. Remember when they do the write-in part and Mooney would be like, well, what? What? The little Billy wrote in and he wants to see the Warlord versus the Macho Man or some dumb shit. This I don't know. This match is requested by our friend in Glens Falls, New York. <laughs> Subscribe to my podcast. Right. I interview old people. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile Sean's just looking at... They're Subscribe looking at the, to my podcast. It's really good. <laughs> meanwhile, Sean's just looking at a probably, like, some cue card that somebody handed him that came from a list of matches that they had already filmed. Of on, course, like, shitty dark matches. Absolutely. And Glenn. like, well, little we'll we say can little, use this. Yeah, we, <laughs> we never wanted to show it, but okay. <laughs> we never even wanted to fucking edit this. Yeah. All right. So number two, the warlord. I mean, he is, as I like to say, a number two. Uh, yeah, and all he cares about is Domino's Pizza. That anyway. is true. So all right. For number two, the warlord. Die, die, die. Remember when he actually got hit by a Pizza Hut truck? So, yeah. Can we just address this for a second? I and think we'd be remiss not to. Now, notably, at like, you can find it on the WWE Network. It's still there. It's like, I want to say, like, the October 91. Yep. Like, that's the one. WWF Madison Square Garden House show. You were absolutely right. Just look right. it up. It's like in the first match, they're like talking about like Survivor Series and how Warlord's on a team. With a bunch of idiots like what? Mountie and stuff. And Gorilla is basically systematically making fun of each and, and every member right. of the team. And he ends on the Warlord and he just like proudly exclaims, and the Warlord, all he cares about is Domino's Pizza. That's right. So, which I is think a I have it, actually. Oh, Hang you on. have it saved? Yeah. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, here it is. And the Warlord, all he's interested in is Domino's Pizza. Yeah. Give me a break here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's awesome. So he just shits on him, right? Yes. Now, like after that said, like I what, like a year or two later, it's not even long. It's a, it, I think it might have been like ninety six. I don't know. It's, it's a not few that years long. Later. Like, it's a few years later, like five years later. Or yes, something. it's a the lifespan of a hamster. Not he, even. He actually like gets in a car accident with 
with a Pizza Hut delivery <laughs> truck instead of a Domino's pizza. Like almost like it was like meant to be. It was serendipity. Do you his, think his mortal <gasps> enemy Pizza Hut? I figured it out. That is the Pizza Hut truck that John Tenta flipped over. Oh right, on, on a Rio Drive or whatever. Sunset said, Boulevard yeah. or Ventura. Yeah. Remember he ate yeah. everything inside. Right. He right. commandeered that Pizza Hut truck. Right. Now, question. Imagine if this is real in kayfabe. That'd Just be great. In K- like, why don't we make it kayfabe for, for now on? I'm fine with that. Yeah. But one more question. And maybe it's just because we're from Jersey mm-hmm. where we don't need fucking Pizza Hut delivery. Yeah. But what is a pizza delivery truck and why would it have like multiple pizzas well, okay, in there? So it's not like a truck per se. Okay. I know this for a fact because I've seen them before. You've it's seen like Pizza it's like, Hut delivery in New Jersey. I've seen Domino's, not pizza. I've never heard of pizza hut delivering me neither you always have to go there which is shitty it's annoying like okay what is that by the way like i don't know why is it like a sit down thing literally the only pizza place in the universe that you can't like get delivery like literally i'm like when i was a kid i was baffled by this i was like why do you why the fuck do you have to go there it's pizza no one no one eats at the place unless they're like i don't know they're picking it up because like they don't have delivery that night and like they're like i just want to eat it now Right, like exactly. we did the when we moved in here, we right. went over to the pizza yeah. place like, together like, and we, we had a couple pizza, slices. But like delicious, by the it way. It was a place that didn't deliver, but we're like, we have to go there anyway, so why don't we just fucking eat it? Yeah. Like But but here's the thing, Quinn. And folks, let us know. You and I are here all our lives, thirty plus years, both right. of us. Maybe in most of the country where you don't have literally what are there, four pizzerias in this town? Yeah, like and they're not Domino's or pizza right. and we also have those and we have those too and we have right. a little Caesars right. which Pizza's, I would never we have no shortage of pizza here in New Jersey so maybe in this market the tri-state area maybe Pizza Hut doesn't deliver here yeah I'm guessing maybe they deliver elsewhere yeah it seems like really the only states where there's too much pizza is New York New Jersey probably Connecticut because it's Chicago. like Chicago yeah um when I'm in Chicago though it didn't seem like there was pizza all over. Well, there was. I bet there, there is, Quinn. Yeah, it just, I just didn't see it on every street. It was more like these places that are like, we have the famous Chicago, right. but like they were like restaurants. Right, though. right. Like they weren't, you know what I mean? Like yeah. and I was like, you know, in like the heart of Chicago. Chicagoland. Yeah. Now the, the town that I'm in, Quinn lives in a different town. It's very close by, but the town that I'm in, there must be four or five, and this town I live in, folks, is a mile and change, square yeah. miles. That, interestingly enough, now that I moved into the next town over, yeah. the Pizza Hut's literally down the street from my house. It is, but you would never. Oh, hell no. Now do you, do I you can would, still get delivery from any pizza place because we're literally from like, here, yeah. I must live, what, like a mile and a half away? Well, there's also one right by the, yeah, about it's that. It's not even far. There's also a really good one. I think it's still there, right next to the, or right near the McDonald's that is you go there? to. In, I didn't know that. Anthony is what it's called, yeah. Oh, I got to check that place out. I, I don't, if, if, if it's still there, it's really good. Their slices are really good. Huh. Not as good as where we went last month. Yeah. But still really good. Anyway, folks, all this pizza talk. Boris Zukov for number three. He looks like a pizza, his face. Big head, huh? Yeah. Oh, well, also, he's got that weird, like, Okay, I swear at some point, you know go. this red head thing they do with him? I swear they started adding makeup onto his face to make him seem like he was, like, angry or, or something. fucking bald bull or something? Like, like Soda Popinski? Because, like, did you notice, like, he started to look like a Willy Wonka character, like, Boris after Zuko a while? Did? Like, no, when? but the, 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 the color of his face, like, I swear they, like, embellished it or something. Like, they put, like, rouge, but not on his just his cheeks, like, his whole entire face. Like, like brother love? 
Yes. I never quite noticed this. I'm not going to lie It's to in you. like later. It's I would say like 90 uh, Zukov. He's like extremely red, not orange, like a tan. He's like red. It's bizarre. If you have nothing to do, folks, look up 1990 Boris Zukov matches. It's almost like he sort of looks like, like, remember when that girl in Willy Wonka, she ate the thing and she wasn't supposed to eat it. It was of like a prototype and her face started changing <laughs> yes, colors. Of course. It's like the same tint when it was like that, like reddishness. Like remember it changed a couple colors and then she got fat or something. Now, <laughs> I can turn into a blueberry. Yes. I remember. Yeah. Does that make him death Valley material? I think so. I mean, he's listen, I'm not saying that he's probably not a good guy. Yeah. Whatever. But Boris Zukov, have you ever <laughs> wanted to see anything involving Boris Zukov? No, I okay. think I think this perfectly illustrates the shittiness of Boris Zukov. Yeah. In a tag team with Nikolai Volkov, <laughs> he's somehow worse. Yeah, good enough. Yeah, okay. like Nikolai Volkov is garbage. By 90, by yeah. 89, by 87. Yeah, even, but by 90, he's like Nikolai Volkov is somehow better than Boris Zukov. Correct. Isn't that embarrassing? Like he's literally can barely walk or something. I would call it embarrassing. Yeah. Thank you. For, for number three, Boris Zukov. <laughs> die, die, die. The, the best thing that guy ever did was get upset at Steve Allen in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, right, right, yeah. And I'm sure there's oh, many that's people. A, that's a moment when his face gets absurdly red. Check it out. Okay. And I bet many people have gotten upset at Steve Allen in the bathroom. Okay, Quinn, <laughs> we've got Kamala, the Warlord, and Boris Zukov. Oh, man, this is a shitty list. Who's now, number four? I mean, now, Roma's still hanging in the Rome, balance. Roma's still there. Now, okay, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention any of this weirdness that I'm seeing, like Art Cruz, Big Man Steel. Okay, well, um, do you want... Uh, I, uh, Bobby I Jaggers. Okay. Who? Let's, um, Art Cruz, I've got nothing, okay? I don't know when he managed him. It wasn't WWF. I want to know who J.R. Hogg is, because that sounds like a great name. <laughs> Big Man Steel, though, Quinn. And I'll tell you what this is. This might be an education for you fans out there. Okay. That was um, one of Fred Ottman's tryout names in his tryout matches in 89. Hmm. Oh, before uh, he was Tugboat. The Tug Man? He wrestled one tryout match. I think it was just one as a heel. Talk about a very unintimidating person. Seriously. Yeah. He really is. Which is funny because... Uncle Fred. I thought Uncle Fred... Earthquake also wrestled a tryout match right. with Slick as his manager. Right, yeah. As Earthquake Evans. Now, there seems to be a pattern here, like, um, that Slick manages, um, like... Tryouts? Tryout matches where they want to, like, maybe a guy is going to be a heel, so they yep. want to see, like, how he's going to perform kind of thing. My theory on that is you don't want to show the crowd that he'd be with someone of the caliber of Jimmy Hart or Bobby, because that's too big a deal. Right. So you trot him out with Slick, who no one really liked, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's generically a heel. Now, is Slick, what tier, what tier of manager is Slick? Because he's not the worst, because he's definitely above, like, the genius or something like that, I would say, <laughs> but, like, but like... He's above coach. Would you say he's, like, kind of one-to-one with Fuji? Yeah, they, like, they're, they're, like, interchangeable. Okay, yeah. Bobby's now, But a. that's not a bad thing. I would say he's, like, the B manager. He's not, like, the... C. No, Jimmy Hart is, is B. Oh, you're all gonna, uh, the way. Okay, right. Yeah, because Bobby's better than Jimmy Hart by a bit. I would. Jimmy they're, Hart, they're close okay. though. Jimmy Hart is secretly like, look at his like resume. He's it's, fantastic. Like, actually, kind of impressive during his run. Like he's got like a million titles. Like he does. Like 
I he's really the manager of champions once Lou Albano leaves. That's true. But Bobby's promoted as like the A manager. Right. Anyway. Bobby only deals with main events and stuff. Right. They, that's more of his specialty. But Fuji and Slick are both like on that lower, like they're both below Jimmy Hart, clearly. Right. So Fuji and Slick, I'd say C. And then you got the D, like Coach and like, oh God, like Coach. people like that. Harvey Whippleman Harvey was Whippleman. like worse than Slick, even. Yeah. Which is hard. And who was the other guy I said? Genius. But he Genius. only managed perfect. Yeah, but that was horrible. That, <laughs> That's like perfect with worse pairing. I don't why know. Why the fuck did they do that? I don't know. <laughs> like, it's so dumb. He was fine without a manager before that. And it should have been like Bobby found him. Like that, that would have been fine. Why? Why did there have to be this genius thing? That was a bad. Like why genius, did they always like feel the need to pair someone with perfect? Like that coach wants Bobby. Like, that was awful. Like why? Why just Mister Perfect of all people? Like I don't know if Bobby retired, so be it. Just let. Mr. Perfect just be Mr. Perfect. I know. Like, it's stupid. The only manager that ever made sense for him was Bobby Heenan. Right. He's the brain and it's Mr. Perfect. If Mr. Perfect's supposed to be like an A-plus player, then like, right. of the A manager. Yeah, that's what yeah. I would think. Coach. Yeah. What the fuck was that, by the way? I know we're not talking about Coach right now, but what? why did they think that was an idea no, to even have? I don't... We, the thing is, we can't do coach proteges or genius no, proteges because no. there's not there's not enough. There's not enough. And well, I don't maybe want to. genius because he had stop. the Beverly Brothers. No, stop so it. that's, that's two it. people. That's the only people that he managed, <laughs> and we're not getting into that. Yeah. Anyway, so there's Romeo Roma, <laughs> mm-hmm. who is not great or anything. There is uh, there's Nikolai Volkov himself though. He managed too. Lord Humongous Joe. Yeah, I don't know where is that. Uh, let me check if that's Sid. Hold yeah, on. it's Sid. It, that is Sid. It's, it's uh, probably Sid. Yeah. Yes, it's Sidney R. Udi. That's his name listed yeah, on a uh, fandom wiki. Because oh, by the way, we don't have we didn't couldn't find a list for this shit because literally Wikipedia doesn't tell you anymore the wrestlers man. At least for Slick, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. What is that shit? I don't know. So I'm gonna go edit it and just copy paste this list you in tonight. That's right. Yeah, because they're illegal. That's it's allowed, fine. right? That's like accurate. It's not wrong. Yeah. If not you, who? Yeah. If not now, when? Well, Jim Nanville Neidhart, then. <laughs> okay. Serious. Serious now. Okay, let's be ser- serious faces. Romeo Roma. <laughs> yeah. Nikolai Volkov. Or. Yeah, that's going to probably be Roma. one of them. I think Roma. More than Volkov? Well. Okay. Volkov. Okay, go ahead, go he ahead. managed Volkov when he was still a thing. What, what thing was he? Remember when th- with the Sheik when they were half man? Yeah, but they were crap by then. Yeah, they the- were shitty by then. Before Sheik got caught with the crunk, they weren't treating them like they were garbage. They lost more, but they weren't like they were treated still as like well, they're former tag team champions, so they're something. Like okay, like you know what I that mean? That is a fair point. Paul Roma's is garbage. Like he stinks. I know. One of these days, I really need to look back at more of his stuff. Can we? And can we mix- do an episode called "Paul Roma Investigation"? Like, you know what we should do? Yeah, we should dedicate the opener of a of a season that doesn't yeah. have to be the next one, but maybe where we take ten guys that like we, no one likes from the mid card or lower card, <laughs> and we really just talk about them and find like are they good or not. Mm. As we talk, that that is not a bad idea for an opening segment. Let us know yeah. what you think, patrons. Yeah, comment directly Paul on Roma the post. And investigation that should be the, the thing is we have to go watch Paul Roma matches. All right, I don't want to do that. Yeah. All right. So Paul Roma versus Nikolai Volkov. What do you think? Okay, just as a, just if we're going to talk about Paul Roma here. Yeah. In the um, if we looked on like 
wrestling DB or something. Right. Two things. How many times did Paul Roma probably ever win a match? In the early days. Second, eh. what do you think the highest ranked Paul Roma match of all time is? Like, what do you, <laughs> what could that possibly be? Like, you know, that's a good question. It was like, probably a tag match of some kind, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm sure the Young Stallions. something against the Hart Foundation. I was just going to say, didn't the Hearts and the Young Stallions wrestle a lot? Yeah. And the Hearts were good. Maybe, maybe he made it to like three and a quarter, maybe four yeah, stars Paul, with the Hart. The problem is that, like, even in the ring, Paul Roma's not that bad. Yeah. He's just well, not a likable, like... This is actually, like, a serious question yeah. I never really thought about because I don't like either guy. Yes. But who do you think is better, Paul Roma or Jim Powers? Probably Paul Roma. You think? I don't think Jim Powers is it just because of the look, though? Because, like, is no. Jim Powers, like, decent at wrestling? Like, is... He's not me, better than Roma. Well, the reason I'm asking is because the Young Stallions were very interchangeable to me. Oh, so but it's so like, were the Rockers in the early days. That's why I'm saying, like, if you ask me, like, Jim Powers is almost on the same level as Paul Roma in my eyes. Yeah, but I bet Roma's probably a little better in the ring. Maybe, a little. And I, I, I don't know if either can cut a promo. Roma's probably better in every department, honestly. That's embarrassing for Well, Jim Powers. Jim Powers sucks. Remember when he was, like, young again or something in WCW? In, like, 1995, up. they're like, this young incoming Jim Powers and on it's the like, beach with, like, other old men. It's like 38. Like, literally, that scene is embarrassing. It's on some Nitro where it's outside or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like Club, 96 or something. Club Vega or whatever the hell it is. Sabio Vega. Right. You know, the one where, like, Hogan doesn't have the NWO shirt yet, but they're wearing black. It's like the night after or something. That's terrible. It's, it might be the one where Rey Mysterio gets long darted into the... <laughs> Yomps. Yeah. <laughs> it might be that one. There's like a little vignette for no reason in the middle of it. It's like, look at these young guys coming to WCW, and it seems so out of place with the NWO being there and shit. Yo, Mobile Homes. Yeah. Okay, so... All right, is it Roma though, or Nikolai Volkov was like 107 by the time Slick managed him anyway? Yeah, but he was only like 94 when Slick first managed him. Remember, like he was a little spry at that point. I don't want to put Roma in. That's not fair to Paul Roma. He's not that oh, bad. Man. When Slick managed him, he's not that bad. And Power and Glory is like the what best he ever Iron was. Sheik? I mean, he's better than Volkov was. He was waddling by that point. He was, but so was Volkov. Whatever happened to Iron Sheik's like legs? Why know. did he walk like that? What happened to Kamala's? Like, I just envisioned that, like, when he was fighting the wars in Iran or whatever he Is was that what doing. He did? I don't. Wasn't he a soldier? It was Colonel Mustafa. No, I thought he was like, bef like you know, when he was younger, like I, in the in the sixties, Iranian Persian army, whatever the fuck it is. Maybe I don't know. He just seems like he was involved in the Iran Iraq War. Like that's when was like that? he's like a veteran of that. When was that? I don't. I, uh, was that maybe in the eighties? Wasn't that like eighty? Yeah, maybe he couldn't have been in that. I wouldn't think so. I think he was I just, wrestling. I know by he then. was in the army, like I or well, something. Well, good for him. So yeah. is Paulie Shore. Yeah, in the army now. Well, I thought that was for real for a second. I was like, Paulie Shore. That's funny, right? Yeah, I was like, how could he be in the army? He's so little. Quinn Sheik and Volkov, by the time Slick had them, mm -hmm. are both awful. They and are. Paul Roma well, is he, not a well, ninety. Well, may I propose this? He did manage Zeus. Very briefly. It's he, not enough, you're saying? Uh, it's not enough. I think okay. it was like a match or something okay. like that. Or he was like associated with them because he was Hogan was feeding with boss well, man. Well, okay. Okay. One more thing and then we'll decide. Yes. What about yes. Akeem? Eh, nah. No. Based on the merits of like when we were discussing them, right? That'd be pretty funny if he made it to both. It would be, but the main event 
thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, like uh, even Paul Roma never in no main event thing. Yeah, or, or I gotta Boris say, Zuko like for Nikolai, for all Akeem's stupidness, he He's, made it to the main event. Yeah, and he had a good match against the Rockers with Bossman at WrestleMania right. Five, which I like. And okay, overall, is, you know, I feel like we've done our due diligence. Let's uh, make a decision here. I want to go Volkov, man. I, I just I can't think of a worse thing to watch than the Bolsheviks. Hmm. I am still feeling Roma because why? Only because I think Volkov. No, come on. Here trying, we go. I'm trying to think because I'm trying to remember Nikolai Volkov would fight Hulk Hogan at Saturday Night's Main Event at some it was point. Before Slick, though. It was it? Did he have the half interest yet? Is no, what I'm asking. I don't know. It was before that. Okay. Wait, he fought Hogan. Yeah, like that was that like eighty five or it something. It was late for Volkov. Like eighty five to me is late for Volkov. It is. No, to be main eventing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it does way before Slick. Hmm. He's not good. Let's just uh, under Slick anyway. Under Slick, he, he was a main eventer in like the '60s or something. People uh, Mongol or whatever his yeah, name was. He yes. was though. I for know. Real. He, he fought Bruno. like Bruno and shit. Yes. Yeah. Um. Okay. Fine. I'll I'll give it to you, Nikolai Volkov. Yeah. I can't. I I just can't. In good look, I don't think Paul Rome is like good, but I don't think he's as bad as we've made him out to well, be over the well, years. Well, let the fans decide. Let the fans decide. But um, you know, for this one on the official level, yeah. let's give it to Volkov in in the Death Valley for number four, Nickel and Dime Volkov. Die, die, die. Good thing Slick didn't manage him then. Yeah, that's true. All right, to uh to recap for Richard Land, why not? Okay. It's been a while. Yeah. For uh the Death Valley here, we have Kamala, mm. the Warlord, mm-hmm. Boris Yukov, and Yuck. <laughs> Nicholas Volkov. Yeah. <laughs> that's the our, Nicholas one. <laughs> that's our Death Valley. And thanks again to Andrew Lasselle for Thank the you. suggestion. Thank you, Andrew. We appreciate that. Okay, so there you have it. It kind of Cut off abruptly. I apologize for that. We started talking about things that aren't relevant now, things that were current at the time two years ago. You don't need to hear all that. But I do want to mention, again, if you liked what you heard and you want to hear more of it, we have a regular Monday show. It comes out every single Monday. It's available on any podcast app. Just subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You'll get it on Monday. It's OVP 200 Part 2. And if you're interested at all in the pay-per-view reviews that we do, we started with the first WrestleMania and out right now is SummerSlam 91. You can get those on patreon.com slash OVP podcast. But one way or another, we hope you have a nice weekend. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you on Monday the 16th for OVP 200 Part 2.